If you're an author or plan to be one, get excited because this podcast is for you. Book Marketing Mentors is the only podcast dedicated to helping you successfully market and sell your book. If you're ready for empowering conversations with successful marketing mavens, then grab a coffee or tea and listen in to your host, international best-selling author, Susan Friedman. Welcome to Book Marketing Mentors, the weekly podcast where you learn proven strategies, tools, ideas, and tips from the masters. Every week, I introduce you to a marketing master who will share their expertise to help you market and sell more books. Today, my special guest mentor of the week is marketing strategy expert, Rebecca Morgan. Rebecca is the author of 25 books, two of which have sold over 200,000 copies each and have been translated into nine languages. She's the creator of over 400 audio products, webinars, teleseminars, and transcripts. The sole writer of two award-winning and money-making syndicated blogs, a writer and editor of two e-zines, a producer of podcasts, and an international keynote speaker, trainer, and consultant. Whoa! So much. So without further ado, get ready to learn some serious book marketing strategy tips and techniques from my special guest mentor of the week, a dear friend and colleague, Rebecca Morgan. Well, Rebecca, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Susan. I think you ought to be my marketing VP because you said that so beautifully. <laughs> hey, for a price, you can buy anything. What can I say? So, Rebecca... I mean, I've known you for many years, and I've seen your genius at work. And one of the big things that you are brilliant at is making money from your knowledge. And as you put it, without even getting dressed. So tell us more about this marketing model and how our authors can use it as a powerful book marketing strategy. Well, thank you. I coined the term making money in your jammies in 1997. And so that's been my focus for many years, trying to say, how can I redeploy my intellectual capital through as many vehicles as possible and have many revenue streams from the same content? And so I think our authors are probably interested in that because you probably have figured out by now that books are a great entree. Yes, I have made a million dollars from my book sales, but that was over a long period of time. So the people who sell a bazillion, a bazillion books are few and far between, but there are many people who have figured out how to take that content and redeploy it into other vehicles. So shall I talk about a couple of those? Absolutely. Whatever you can do to help our authors, as you say, redeploy their information because a book is a book, but you can do so much more with it. And that's Absol what you're brilliant at. Absolutely. So again, the book is really the keystone of your platform, of your intellectual property, intellectual capital. So our authors on this voice are already ahead of the game because they've got the book. So now you say, how can I take that content? Well, frankly, one of the easiest ways is to make it into a webinar series. So you've gotten, I don't know, let's say $20, $25 for your book, and now you chunk that down into a series of webinars where you take, let's say, even a chapter, and you add 
voice and you add your picture if you want or your video or you add some slides and you now make it a course where they have action items and you can do it live where you spread it out over a series of let's say six to ten weeks and they come every week and they have homework in between and you're really taking it from information to implementation which is really my sweet spot is I think people have enough information and there's so much information available for free that they really want help implementing. So let's take that $25 book. You've now chunked it into, like I said, six to 10 weeks, or maybe you give them two weeks in between to do their homework. You can now charge anywhere from 10 to the sky's the limit times that $25. So you have taken the same material, you've just repackaged it, added some value of your input, your feedback, if you will, and now you've got something that you can sell to the people who want to have your help implementing it. You can also, of course, add coaching to that mix. You can add just teleseminars. They don't even have to be webinars. They could be teleseminars where you take a chapter and you just do a chapter once a week. A friend of mine chunked down his book into 10 chapters and he sold each chapter as a special report. This was fascinating. This was probably 15 years ago before we had the internet, of course, as it is now. And uh, he was finding that people would pay him $10 for the special report, which he admitted was essentially as a chapter. So for his 10-chapter book, he was getting $120. And he said, nobody would have paid me more than, let's say, 30 or $40 for the book. But he was getting multiples of that. So those are a few quick ways. Do you want me to go into detail on any of those or should we keep going? Keep going for as many, you know, different ones. And then we can look at maybe one or two of them and go into more depth with that. But I'm loving this. This is perfect. Okay, Okay, great. So another thing we have done. So I run five businesses and the ones that are relevant to our call today are I have RebeccaMorgan.com, which is the corporate speaking and training I have makingmoneyinyourjammies.com, makingmoneyinjammies.com, and that's where I coach entrepreneurs and have information products for them with help implementing. And then another one I have is called SpeakerNet News, which is a free e-zine for speakers, trainers, consultants, authors, and it goes out every week. So with that business, my partner and I looked at what were the most popular landing pages that people searched for. And we created products based upon what they were searching for. So in our case, the most searched item on our page was how to be a great MC, a master of ceremonies. So we asked our 10,000 colleagues on this list to give us their best tips. And with their knowledge ahead of time, we compiled those into an ebook. And we now sell that on the page. So it's a $4.95 ebook. It's like 14 pages long. It didn't take us long to create. And yet we get orders every day and we have for 10 years. So how could the authors use this? I'm assuming you have an author's page. You have a page promoting your book. What's the most searched item that people come to your page looking for? And maybe it is an article. Maybe it is a chapter. How could you make that piece into a bigger product. So you already know there's a built-in interest in that topic. 
So if you want to just start with one, just start with that. What's the most searched item on your page? And if you don't have an article on that or a piece or a special report or something, then you can create it probably with a lot of the content you've already written somewhere else. And then you can, again, morph that into a webinar, a teleseminar. So from our MC booklet, I decided to interview someone who was a master MC. We did a teleseminar on it where we charged people to attend the teleseminar. We recorded the teleseminar. We sell the recording. As well as now on the landing page for the MC booklet, we sell that recording as a bundle. So you're always saying, what are people looking for that I have already? How are they finding what my content? And then expand or build your products beyond your book to capitalize on that traffic of people already wanting what you have to offer. So those are a couple more ideas, Susan. That's fabulous because, as you said, you're not really reinventing the wheel. You're just taking something and expanding on something that uh, you already have the knowledge of. A question that I get asked a lot, and I'm sure you do too, is blogging. Should I blog? That's the first thing, you know, my authors say is like, you know, should I start a blog? And how would you answer that question? Well, I am a blog enthusiast because I have two blogs that I write to regularly and I have crafted those blog postings into 17 different books. So my point of view is, you know, no writing should be just in any one format. And the reason I wrote some of those books through the blog is because it gets you the SEO, the search engine optimization, it gets you the fan base while you're writing the book. So I intentionally started one site knowing that I wanted to write a book, but I was just writing it in public, which allowed me then to get comments and to have some interaction with the potential buyers, my target market who was finding me. And then when I crafted those blog postings into books, I was clearer on who I was writing for and what they would want to read And people say, well, why would they buy the book if they could read it all on your site? Well, that particular site has over 2,000 postings now. And to find this content in that, an easy-to-read format like a book, would be hard to do. Plus, they like the souvenir of having me autograph a paper book to them if they order the paper copy. If they order the e-copy, obviously I can't do that. But some like it because we've had some interaction when they comment or they have at least some affinity because they read the blog regularly. But it's really for the SEO. I was amazed at how few visitors it takes if you write regularly for your site to be the top of the natural organic searches. Mine was number one for years because I wrote every day for about 18 months. And that content really allowed me to go to the top pretty quickly, even though I didn't have a bazillion followers on the blog. So I did it because I wanted to write in public and I wanted to have the habit of writing regularly. And it it really paid off because now I've got 17 books from those writings. So you didn't necessarily have a fan base at that point. You created the fan base it progressed over time. Is that correct? 
That's correct. In fact, the one I'm referencing, I used a pseudonym, so I couldn't even use my professional credentials of being on Oprah and being on 60 Minutes and uh, being in Forbes and all these professional credentials because I was writing under a different name to because it's a very separate topic and I didn't want it to be confused with my corporate identity. And so I literally started from nothing. And within a short time, I was at the beginning, I hosted through WordPress, which is what we used to do in the old days. And Twice in the first year, it was one of the top 100 blogs hosted by WordPress out of the millions that were hosted by them. It was number the, one of the top 100 in terms of traffic. You talk about making money from your blogs. The books are one way. Do you have any other ways that you are able to monetize your blogs? I was fascinated by this because it was the money that has come to me through this anonymous blog has all been incoming. So I did virtually no outbound for this. So people come to me and they want to buy an ad on the site or the or they want to buy a link or they I get every day I get requests for people wanting to pay me to place their articles on my site, which I refuse because they're usually things that I don't want to be affiliated with. But if you don't care, there's money that way. I had people like FTD florist and body works lotions and all sorts of things because that particular blog is for women. They wanted to sponsor contests or offer me prizes. Uh, I had a movie come to me offering all these prizes because this movie was focused on women. Then I got some reality TV producers contacting me, wanting me to host some reality TV shows. So I can't tell you that I've made a bazillion dollars off the blogs, but certainly more than I ever would have imagined. And while we're on blogs, Susan, let me just mention for our authors that it's becoming harder and harder, I find, to get your books reviewed in a traditional publication or even a website. So this is where I did do some outbound. I searched for other bloggers who were in my same space, who had the same target market, and I contacted them and offered them uh, copies of my books for their prizes on their site and to be interviewed for their site and articles for their site. And I got so many people reviewing my books because I just reached out to the bloggers who were in the same space. So if you authors have not considered doing that, I highly recommend it. Not everybody did, but many more did than I would have ever imagined. So what I like about that particular strategy, Rebecca, is that you offered your books as prizes rather than saying to this blogger, here's my book, would you review it? Yeah, I offered them, you know, a menu of options, and that was one of the options. Okay, I really like that. That's fabulous. Let's talk about mistakes, either <laughs> ones that you've made that you want to admit to, or I know you coach and consult with so many different people in different organizations. Uh, what are some big marketing mistakes you see out there in the marketplace? The biggest one I see is that people expect they wrote it, they published it, now the world will flock to their door and buy it. And I hope our listeners are laughing at that because they realize that didn't happen. So you really do have to have a marketing plan and you have to be willing to implement that. And for me, that's been sending emails to radio stations and having some of the most 
obnoxious <laughs> interviewers who are, you know, they're just, they're internet radio stations that anybody can have. And some of these people are, you know, they're not worth your spending time on the phone with them, but you don't know that ahead of time. So really, I help my coaching clients have a specific marketing plan of, okay, when are you going to do this? And when are you going to do that? And do you have your tweets lined up, you know, before you start so that you can just plug them in? And, you know, do you have a Facebook fan page? And, you know, what are the different avenues that work for you to get the word out? And I'm frankly finding that it's not just the book. You have to offer something else like, you know, let me do a free teleseminar or a radio show that will help you understand how to implement the ideas from the book. So really trying to be a bit innovative and outside the norm. Susan, you may know this data better than I do, but I heard recently that hundreds of thousands of books are published each year now because of CreateSpace and the other self-publishing platforms. I heard, I think it's lulu.com, that I read a report that 99% of the books published on Lulu there's only one copy that was ordered. <laughs> so they, you know, they wanted to write their life story to pass on to their kids and then they had it bound and now they're an author. Yep. So with that much content being released every year, no wonder it's ho-hum when somebody has a new book. So how can you really make it different and make it stand out? Because getting any sort of attention it's just so hard nowadays, I think, unless you've got already millions of people following you who are willing to chunk down their credit card number to support whatever you do. Or as you've done with your anonymous blog is to go into a niche market and look to be, you know, one of the experts or the leading expert in that market. That's true. Although while we're talking about mistakes, the challenge I had with the anonymous blog was even though there was a huge population for my finite market, what I learned was those people are used to getting so much free information that they weren't willing to buy. So you could become like I was the number one. In fact, I've been named one of the top 10 experts on that topic. But that does not necessarily translate into monetization. So one of my mistakes was really saying, instead of being seduced by the numbers, and I said, oh gosh, if just 1% of these people buy my book, I'll be in heaven. It was not a topic or a market that was interested or willing to pay. So in hindsight then, if you were to do that over again, what would your approach be this time? Yeah, I think I would either couch the topic differently or look deeper at the revenue models. So I think now I would look at, say, magazines that focus on the same demographic and get their rate sheets and their media kit to determine how much are these people spending. And I didn't know to do that then. Mm. So as you said, it wasn't an audience who, you know, would pull out their pocketbooks and pay you money for things. They just wanted the information. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So let's give you a chance to tell our listeners how to get hold of you, how to, you know, find out more about the services you offer. Tell us. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to give you two URLs. So one is the com. 
And there's lots of information on there about how I've helped other clients under the coaching tab, help them monetize their intellectual property. And I tend to be pretty creative and pretty innovative with looking for ways that you can make money without having to reinvent the wheel and using what you've already got to generate some new revenue streams. And the other URL is that I mentioned earlier, speakernetnews.com. And on that, on the homepage, you can sign up for free. And then on the right-hand scroll bar, you'll find a special report we did where we queried our 10,000 speakers, trainers, consultants, authors of what really increases book sales. So we made sure that it was only people who had published in the last five years and both self-published and mainstream publishers, but what they found you know, really sold the books. And I think it's only like five, yeah, it's five bucks, four ninety five. So I encourage you to look at that because we actually did research on that and we reported that research. It's a short piece, but it's got some really good takeaways. Yes. And I actually bought that and I agree. There's some great takeaways and it really is good to know what other authors have found have been the best, you know, book marketing strategies for them to use. And it's recent because a lot of these people who do book marketing, they're telling you to do stuff that doesn't work anymore, that worked 10 years ago, but it doesn't work anymore. And so you could spend a lot of time pounding your head against the wall because of the antiquated information people are giving you. Yes. And that's so true. And the information is changing so rapidly that you've got to stay on top of it because mm-hmm. there's a new platform, you know, <laughs> almost every day. <laughs> Which one is going to be the next Facebook or the next Twitter? <laughs> I know. You're really good about that, Susan. You keep up all the trends more so than I do. I look for more the innovative, like what could we do that is easy for you that's going to create some revenue. Yes, yes, which I love. I love that uh, creative approach. And as you say, implementing your information, which is brilliant. So if you were to leave our listeners with a golden nugget of information, what would you leave them with? I would say really go beyond yourself. So ask other people what's worked and Find out which pieces would work for your temperament and your business model. I think trying to do this on your own or trying to research it on your own is really a time sink. So get involved with someone like Susan or someone like myself or someone else who has experience with various people and can tell you it's what's working now versus what worked a long time ago. I love it. Thank you. And I know that there is so much more that you and I could talk about because you have so much expertise in all these different areas. So we've got to have you back again to share more of your brilliance with us. So thank Thank you. you. And thank you all for taking time out of your precious day to listen to this interview. And I sincerely hope that it sparks some ideas you can use to sell more books. Wishing you much book marketing success. The time is now to take action and finally build your book selling empire. And the great news is that Susan is here to help you. Visit bookmarketingmentors.com and sign up for a free 15-minute book marketing strategy session with Susan. She'll help you discover your first steps to marketing and selling your book. 
Only those who take action are rewarded. So visit bookmarketingmentors.com and we'll see you again next week.